Hello, friends. Brian here with Dallin. Hello, everyone. The purpose of this COVID cast, and this is number seven of seven, purpose of this is twofold. One is to share with you something from the School for Good Living's Life's Best Practices curriculum, principle, a practice, a perspective that you can use to immediately improve the quality of your life. And number two, Dallin, what's the second point of this? To keep sane in our basements? Is that it? <laughs> to keep to keep hopeful, to have keep hope alive. Yes. When Dallin and I had the idea to do this COVID cast, we said, let's do it, but let's put a timeline to it. Let's do it for seven days. Let's see what we learn, what our experience is like, what your experience as a listener is like. And hopefully this can be a way that we contribute to you. The outcomes course is the beginning course of the School for Good Living's Life's Best Practices Breakthrough Coaching Program. Why is it the starting point? Because life's operative question, the question that sets everything in motion in a truly meaningful way is very simple, but very difficult. What do you want? What do you want? As we go through life, it's so easy to know what we don't want, to know what we don't like, to know what's not working, to know what causes us pain. These things are relatively easy to know, but harder can be to know what we want. And that's totally understandable because it seems there's an innate imperative within us to grow. And part of what that means is that we outgrow things. We outgrow belief systems. We outgrow relationships. We outgrow patterns of behavior. Look at who your friends are from high school. You'll probably always have a fondness for a particular group. And maybe you even do have a lifelong relationship with some of the people that you hung out with then. But for many of us, those relationships don't suit us all that well at this period in our lives. And there's nothing wrong with that. It seems to be a function of getting older, learning ourselves. Look at the toys that you played with as a kid, whether they were dolls or trucks. You might have a fondness that you'll carry with you forever, but they don't hold the same fascination, the same attraction that they did when you were six or eight or 10. We outgrow just about everything. And this question, what do you want? We always want something. If you look at your experience as a human being. In every moment, there's a desire there. I'll bet that you changed your major at least one time. And I think it's why our generals, you know, when we earn our bachelor's degree, take about two years designed to give us a broad exposure to a variety of topics before we settle into our, what's uh, perhaps going to be our lifelong course of study. There's something very natural about this process of exploration, both of the world and of ourselves. And as we go through that and we get clear what we don't want, hopefully we gain some clarity about what we do want. But as a friend of mine once pointed out, the human condition is fog. It's totally normal not to know what we want. But at the same time, I think it's very empowering to believe that you do in fact know. As Terrence McKenna once said, the challenge isn't finding the answer. The challenge is facing the answer. So whether that's listening to your heart, your higher self, your inner voice, 
whatever that looks like for you, being willing to do that, to find it, to move toward it. I don't like the word goals. Why? Because a goal is something that is perpetually off in the distance, where instead, I like to think in terms of outcomes. My experience is life often works until it doesn't. And one way that we can make life work is to have clear outcomes for ourselves. What is it that we want? What is it that we're committed to? Literally every area of your life, you already have a set of outcomes that you've produced, whether you meant to or not, whether you had goals or not. And in the same way that you have things like a body fat percentage or a net worth or a quality of relationship with with those around you, just like you've already produced a set of outcomes there, you're in the process of producing outcomes all the time, inescapably, even if you don't want to, even if you don't like them. There's something powerful about acknowledging that. And then really what the question becomes is this. There's two questions here. One, do you know what they are? Are you even aware of them? Have you cultivated the awareness? And the second is, are they the ones you want? And if not, that's what optimists like to call an opportunity. Dallin, what's giving you hope? I live in Kentucky, but I I used to live in Utah, and so I still follow the news there. And I was looking at KSL.com, and I saw that Harmon's, which is a a locally owned grocery store chain in Utah that I always loved. And one of the cool things that they're doing is they received a donation for those little temperature guns that you can take surface temperatures from – And a lot of people have been looking for those and they've been sold out. Well, they received a a donation. I believe it's, they're going to be giving out 3,000 of them, one per family in this specific area. And what it made me think is I love these stories of there is a problem and somebody comes up with a solution and they do it out of the goodness of their heart. Those are items that you could have bought 3,000 of, crank the price up, and made a profit. Whoever this is decided we're going to give them away just to be a good partner in the community. And I love stories like that. That's pretty awesome. Um, One thing that's giving me hope is this story about, um, it was a photograph that Southwest Airlines shared online of selfless healthcare workers headed to New York. There were about 30 nurses and doctors and other healthcare workers that boarded a flight from Atlanta to New York. And, uh, you know, somebody once pointed out to me that when something happens like a shooting or a fire or a crash, that it's the police and the emergency responders are running toward it while everybody else is running away. And this is, this is pretty remarkable to me that people are, you know, getting, getting on a plane and going to serve, putting themselves at risk in this way. But, uh, it's pretty cool. And then one other thing that I saw online, a friend of mine shared, he shared this thing on his uh, on Facebook that is called the Core Art Teen Core Art Teen All Ages Art Show, and then the the poster says "Stay at home and make art," and the idea is that artists of all ages have been invited to create a new piece promoting positive virus messaging, 
and then sharing them on social media. Uh, the submission for deadlines is open until May 15th, and people who are interested in this can go to La La Land Gallery. That's kind of a it's kind of a difficult URL. We'll put that in the in the show notes on your podcasting app. If you go click around a few spots, you'll see the link that we've included in this episode. There are certain things that seem so basic, yet when we really grasp them at a, I, don't know, I want to say like a deeper level or a truer level, to have that kind of awareness can change our whole life. And even once we touch it once, like even once we have it, I don't think it's that it stays with us. But there's certain truths that when we grasp them and we live inside them, our life seems to expand or to take on a deeper quality. And I believe this is one, which is this, that there's always a future into which we're living. That future is either one we want or one we don't want. And I know I'm painting it with a broad brush. There could be, again, aspects of the future. There's our financial future. There's our relationship future with specific individuals. There's the future as it relates to our health. They're almost like vectors that a part of us is moving into the future on. You know, there's this saying about the high probability of low probability events. There are things that we don't expect that will continue to happen, and therefore they're not in our future, but they will be there. And conversely, there are things that we could put in our future. If we made a decision, if we made a commitment, we could say things like, I will be married. I will be divorced. I will be living in this place. I will be doing this kind of work or this job. We could, or I won't be, right? We don't always step into the power we have to be the creators of our future. So the exercise to do this, to grab a journal and a pen and to make a list of the things that you want to accomplish, acquire, and become before your time on this earth is through without worrying whether or not it's possible, what it would take. We often don't allow ourselves to want what we want, but there's something very powerful that opens up for us when we share our truth, even if we're only sharing our truth with ourselves. My challenge to you is to follow the list all the way out to 101 things, from small things to big, like I want to eat an ice cream cone, I want to pet a kitten, to I want to explore the Nile River. I want to float in a hot air balloon above the Serengeti. What, whatever it is, just to allow yourself to engage in some expansive thinking, probably the same kind of mindset with which you once picked up a crayon as a kid, and to recognize that the future in some ways is a canvas, and it's full of infinite possibilities. And when you write those down, in the present moment, in some real way. Those possibilities reach back from the future into the present moment. Part of the value of this is finding your own path. 
connecting with your own truth, coming more fully alive. And although there's a way in which we can see this, like we could experience this as very selfish. What do I want? 101 things I want to accomplish, acquire, and become. How selfish is that? I think the reality is the way we're wired, we want to connect with and serve other people. My guess is that every single one of those things would in fact be a contribution to other people. You're not going to do them alone. They're going to bless other people's lives. Part of the value of this is there's this beautiful continuum from thought to speaking to writing to action and simply the act of committing our desires or our intentions to writing. There's its own power in that. And then beyond that, if it's useful to you to review this with any kind of frequency, some people do this every morning. Some people do this at the end of a month or at the end of a quarter, you know, or certainly when you begin a new year or when you have a birthday with a zero or a five. You can think of this perhaps as a kind of treasure map that you follow as you move into the future. The other activity that I invite you to try is to create what Tony Robbins calls an ultimate destiny, which is the answer to two questions. Number one, what kind of person do I ultimately want to become in this lifetime? And number two, what do I want my life to really be about? And often when we think about the future and we think about the outcomes we want, we do think in terms of specifics of the things I want to accomplish, become, and acquire. And there's nothing wrong with that. But perhaps even more valuable than that is thinking about the kind of person we want to be and the type of life we want to live. Do you want to be generous? Do you want to be loving? Do you want to be wise? And then what do you want your life to be about? Do you want it to be about service? Do you want it to be about creativity? Do you want it to be about adventure and exploration or something else? But taking the time again, just to open a fresh sheet of paper, a new document on your phone or on your computer, and just allowing yourself the space to create and to articulate that can be so powerful and can be such a focusing agent for our lives, especially if we feel lost, if we feel stuck, if we feel frustrated or confused. So between these two exercises, I hope that this has been valuable for you. To help you create your new normal, the School for Good Living is offering its outcomes and emotions courses for free for a limited time. The Outcomes course will help empower you by helping you create clarity about your future. And the Emotions course will help you cultivate greater self-awareness and emotional mastery to serve you during these trying times and beyond. So visit goodliving.com and I'll talk to you next time.